This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. I'm Emily Fox. While the nation is hunkering down at home amid the coronavirus, musicians have taken to live streaming their performances online. Ben Gibbard was one of the first to do so. Many know him for his band Death Cab for Cutie, but there was a side project of his that got a lot of recognition. It was called The Postal Service. As part of our series, Northwest Classics, KEXP DJ Marco Collins speaks with music journalist and writer Charles R. Cross about the legacy of the Postal Service and how their method of creating music remotely is kind of relevant to musicians today who are needing to shelter in place. This is the most confusing thing ever that a band ever named themselves the Postal Service. It got them into trouble, too. It got them into trouble. So the Postal Service, often the term supergroup gets applied to them as a Northwest supergroup. But essentially, it's Ben Gibbard's solo project. He has a couple other people. He works with uh, um, Jenny Lewis, who comes and joins the band. Chris Walla tours with them when they play. And Jimmy Tamborello is the other guy who kind of is the, the He's main... He's the co-writer yeah, of the yeah. album. How ben, did it all come to be? Because Ben obviously fronts Death Cab. Did he just decide he wanted something else to creatively sort of fill his void? The way it happened is that uh, Jimmy asked Ben to sing background vocals on a song. And so they did a couple songs. On a Duntel record, right? And so they did a couple things together. And then they started exchanging tapes. And the reason the band is called the Postal Service is they were sending digital audio tapes, these old thing called DATs, uh, back and forth through the mail. Right. And they were both contributing to it. And finally, the idea said, well, maybe we do a record. But nobody as far as I can tell, had any idea it was going to become what it became. Right. It was kind of more of a lark or a, a, a kind of, not a, not a joke. I mean, these are serious songs. They're, they're unbelievably well-written songs. But the idea that it would become so commercial, I think, surprised everybody. It also was a time, I feel like, Indie-tronica started happening. You know, Modest Mouse sort of started things in the late 90s, but electronic music blew up from like 96 to 2000. And uh, all of a sudden, I feel like all these independent artists were incorporating either remixes or beats to their music. And this was obviously a very successful attempt at Ben doing something with an electronic artist who was Jimmy Tamborello, but the songs still were there. It wasn't just a remix record. It was a pop record. Yeah, I think it's somewhat, at times, this record gets listed as an electronica record. And yes, there are some beats. Yes, there are some computer-generated sounds. But the lyrics here are what make this record. So let me, I don't sing it as well as... Ben does, but let me read you the Are you second right verse. Now? I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I'm going to just read you the second verse of Hold the on. District Sleeps Alone Tonight. I wear my badge, a vinyl sticker with big block letters adhering to my chest that tells your new friends I'm a visitor here. I am not permanent. Where? What 
What incredible lyrics. This yeah. guy can write anything. Oh, the, the lyrics on we'll, We Will Become Silhouettes are just unbelievable. Because the air outside will make ourselves divided at alarming rate until our shell simply cannot hold all our insides in and that's when Do you think that his lyrics and the vocals sort of stood out because of the simplicity of the record? I do. I Whereas think, maybe on a Death Cab record, you've got a lot more going on. I like Death Cab best when the songs are simple. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think their records, I mean, Transatlanticism is considered by many their greatest record. They, they believe that's their best record. But to me, it's a little too complex. And here you get the simplicity of Ben's voice just with this weird little haunting echo, electronic noise in the background. And it's just catchy in a way. I don't know what other word I can put on it. It's catchy in a way that Death Cab's other music is also catchy, but not quite as catchy as this. So this record uh, you know, comes out in February of 2003. I think nobody thought it was going to sell you know, a ton. Yeah, it was a side project. It and was a fun thing he was doing on Sub Pop. Even naming it the Postal Service, you know. <laughs> right. uh, so by August, the Postal Service sues them. Uh, six months later, they are sued I by the Postal this. Service. They got a cease and desist. They did. I mean, whether that's actually a suit you know, technically or not, but they got a letter saying you can't have this record because the record was selling a lot. Then this part, I think people forget, they settled the suit with the postal service, with the postal system. The U.S. By, postal service. By agreeing to play at a U.S. postal system convention. So no, they that did. is not true. That is, is that true. really they true? They played at a U.S. Postal Service convention. It's God. like the entertainment, and not only that. Too this bad is, we can't settle things like that today. This is crazy. The for a brief time, the postal system, and by postal system, I mean the U.S. postal system, was selling this record on their website. You could buy a copy of the Sub Pop album give up by the postal service on the, the USPS postal service website website <laughs> along with stamps and, and then here's and whatnot. the craziest craziest part of this so this record becomes huge the record we can talk about some of the individual songs but it ends up being licensed to a number of movies these songs are covered by other people but then this part i can't make up one of the songs on this record five years later ends up in a commercial for who the United Parcel System. <laughs> One of the songs in this is used in a UPS commercial later. Classic. It's not reliability. It's UPS reliability. You're listening to Northwest Classics on Sound and Vision on KEXP. My name is Marco Collins. I'm here with Charles R. Cross, and we're discussing the Postal Service record Give Up, which came out in 2003. The first single from that record was Such Great Heights. It was. And it's a great song. You know, the irony, though, that song didn't, it wasn't an immediate radio hit. 
You know, um, it was more when that song ended up bizarrely in the movie Garden State. Right. Not even this version. It's a cover by another band that was on Sub Pop at that time called Iron and Wine. Cover the song. They will see us waving from such great heights. Come down now. They'll say. And that's partly what makes this record so huge. Garden State, that soundtrack, was was a monumental soundtrack that year that launched and sold a ton of records for a lot of bands. And it, it helped make this record such a huge record for Sub Pop. We Will Become Silhouettes is my favorite song on the record. Um, to Just the lyrics on that song as well. Just think for a second that any song could be titled We Will Become Silhouettes. Like, who writes a rock song and gives that a title? Like, already the song is in the title. And this shows you, I think, people forget how literary Ben is. He's very well read. I've talked to him about Raymond Carver, the Northwest short story writer, who I I think, in my mind, is one of Ben's biggest influences. He kind of writes rock songs that are kind of like Raymond Carver's short stories. Never too many metaphors, kind of simplistic lyrics, but they tell a lot by what they don't say. Kind of a little bit like, now I'm going all over the arty references, but they also remind me a lot, this song, this song to me is an Edward Hopper painting. That's what Ben is sort of crafting in the sonic landscape. There's a, a, a bit of otherness to it, and that's why I think he's such a great songwriter. He's got so much depth and layers to all these songs. That's We Will Become Silhouettes from the Postal Service on Sound and Vision. Uh, Charles, what is the legacy of the Postal Service? Well, I think one of the interesting things about this record is that whatever Ben does with Death Cab or he's released solo records that are really great, I think, as well. Um, his solo records are more sort of like the Postal Service than the Death Cab records that he's done. Um, but... I think this ends up being in his obituary. At the point Ben Gibbard passes away, hopefully in 50 or 60 years from now, he runs marathons. He's a hell of a lot healthier than 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 we are, you and I. Um, but at the point, his obituary is going to say Ben Gibbard, a death cab for cutie and the Postal Service. It's He can't escape the lasting legacy of this record and the popularity and the fact that this record released in 2003 and kind of with an electronic, which was a a sound of the moment, but this record keeps selling and keeps finding new audiences. I think ultimately that speaks to the depth of the songwriting here. And these are some of Ben Gibbard's best songs. So that is the legacy of this postal service record, but some of Ben Gibbard's best songs. That was music journalist and writer Charles R. Cross speaking with KEXP DJ Marco Collins about the Postal Service.
Well, Ben Gibbard spent much of March streaming live performances from his home every weekday at 4 p.m. Pacific. He's now cutting back to performances just once a week. But with all that time at home he's had, he wrote a song along the way, and it's called Life in Quarantine. Here it is. Sidewalks are empty The bars and cafes too The streetlights only changing Cause they ain't got nothing better to do You say it's like Christmas When nobody's around when our city was still a secret Before those carpetbaggers came to town and The airports and train stations Were full of desperate people Trying to convince the gate agents That not all emergencies are equal no one is going anywhere soon and Inside the Safeway It's like the Eastern Block People have a way of getting crazy when they think they'll be dead in a month But you like the silence Of the wind through the trees And I like walking beside you Through these days of no guarantees And National Guard is on their way Protect us from our neighbors And everyone who's tried to swim for it Is drowned out past the breakers and The airports and train stations Are full of desperate people No one is going anywhere soon That was Ben Gibbard's song, Life in Quarantine. I leave you with the final question of the show. Why does music matter? Here is Ben Gibbard. Music is the only art form in my life that allows me to, I can interface with it so much easier than I can my favorite books or my favorite movies, my favorite paintings, whatever it might be. And Music marks time in one's life in a way that those uh, those other things do sort of, but not in the same way. You know, The Cure's Disintegration was a record that when I was 13, it changed my life. And I have found ways to integrate that record into every era of my life. Um, and although it it's my strongest feeling, my strongest memories of it are from when I was a kid, 
I put it on often and I, I'm transported throughout a number of eras in my life. And you can live within a record or live within a song in a way you really can't do in any other art form. And also, it also just has a way of, it connects people in a way that, you know, nothing else really does. That was Sound and Vision. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. KEXP is a publicly funded station, so if you want to go the extra mile, please give a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org sound. Thanks so much for listening.